Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning into the Sins Workshop podcast. Hope you're all having a great and wonderful day. Okay, so today's podcast is going to be a little differently. Instead of reviewing one book, I will be reviewing two. Um, but both books will get the same amount of devotion. So let's get into it. Um, today we're going to be talking about Hell's Library, books one and two. Library of the Unwritten and Archive of the Forgotten by A.J. Hackwith. Um, I have to say, I was immediately <laughs> drawn to this novel. Um, the concept of, you know, unwritten books going to hell um, in Hell's Library, I think that's so interesting to me. And I do love both novels. Let me just start by saying that. I think both are excellent. Uh, for Library of the Unwritten, I love the introduction. I love this this idea of being a hell's library, you know, as a, <laughs> as an author, I think I'm going to be, be becoming the head librarian of hell's library when I pass away as an aspiring author who doesn't really uh, do a lot of writing anymore, unfortunately, not that I, I don't try, but I think it's, I think that's in the cards for my afterlife and I kind of like thinking about that uh, I think my date my dream job would be to work in the library and so I really love this concept that this is where all the unwritten works of authors go all the stories and characters and how they come to life in this novel I really do think Hackwith did an excellent job with portraying this library and bringing it to life I really do think it is mesmerizing and what I also like about it is it takes readers on an adventure that's what Hackwith does she she starts the story in one way you know she has to go retrieve a lost character and then she finds herself face to face with a fallen angel who thinks she has the Bible of Hell. So now she's going on this entirely new adventure of trying to locate the Bible of Hell, Hell's Bible, Lucifer's Bible, before the angels get to it, because there's a lot of power in this sort of written work, since it has been imbued with Lucifer's blood. So she, she doesn't want it for her own sake, or even for Lucifer's sake. Claire, the head librarian, she wants it to just keep it safe. It's a book. It is her duty to keep books safe, and it is her duty to keep powerful objects out of the hands of people who would misuse it. So I really do like this um, concept. But this adventure takes her outside of hell, takes her to Earth. But more than that, it takes her to Valhalla. And I also think that's really good. What Hackwith does with this novel is she gives sort of every religion, every culture their own realm. I think that's really great. She doesn't just exile. Um, she's very open-minded. Or Hackwith is very open-minded in their storytelling because they make sure to respect other religions and other cultures. They're, they don't just say, oh, my religion is right or my culture is right. No, Hackwith is very respectful. And 
I love the point in the novel when Hackwith kind of writes down as Claire like every every realm there's a realm for everything it all exists I think that's great um and I like how she goes to Valhalla she has to meet she has to pass tests she has to fight the ravens and I love that she's she's with side characters who are great you know she's with a demon who is the arcanist in the library's archive she is with a fallen muse who is her apprentice and then she is with the another demon Leto who's actually not really a demon at all and then you have Hero who is a character from a book the character from the book she went to go chase down who refuses to go back to his book Partly because the book is damaged and he can't really go back to it. And partly because he wants to find his author to re-inspire them to write their story. Because he's the antagonist. Isn't that funny? The hero is the antagonist of his story. It really does bring to life a lot of fun dynamics for the reader. Because these characters are all so full of life and vitality and as they are going on this journey and embarking on this journey they're discovering a little bit more about themselves and what they are willing to do you know right versus wrong and i think that's really clever as far as hackwith's writing goes for library of the unwritten you really do get to see and know these characters you get to understand their dynamics I will say this Claire is a little I guess standoffish would be the right word but I still like her as a character I like that she's pansexual I think it's a great representation of the LGBTQ community because she's a very human character she really just leap off the pages and you're able to connect to her because even though she's a little standoffish, a little high strung, you understand her emotions. You understand where she's coming from, her internal narrative. You really do get to know her inside and out. And I really love that Hackworth put so much devotion into creating this pansexual woman who was, I don't want to say failed author. I, I feel like you know, she's a librarian of the unwritten wing. I think it's more of she didn't have enough faith in herself to publish her works, so she just wrote stories and then just didn't publish them or didn't try hard enough. And, you know, this is her punishment. It's like, well, you you could have been something great, maybe. You just didn't give your characters the life they deserved um, other than sitting in your notebooks. So I think this is her eternal, her, you know, afterlife punishment for, you know, doing that, for not having enough belief in herself. And I think that's a good message. Um, not a good message. I feel like it certainly inspires me to write more and to really go out there and publish my stuff um, because what you really 
you get to see in the story is how much life characters have, how much story, how much life stories have. And I really think that's a powerful message. Uh, definitely highlights Hackwit's love of reading. And I think the second book, Archive of Earth Forgotten, I think that de- I think she Hackworth expands upon that even more. And I think it's incredible to see how the story has evolved. So, you know, um, Library of the Unwritten, I'm going to go ahead and give that book four and a half, four and a half out of five stars. I really do think it's an excellent bo- novel. And I think it leaves a lot to be explored for the reader. So I'm so happy that there's a sequel, you know, Archive of the Forgotten. I think Archive of the Forgotten, it picks up, you know, shortly after the events of the first novel. Um, Claire is now the arcanist and Brevity, her muse, is now the head librarian. Hero is still around and he is the library's apprentice and funny enough Ramil the fallen angel who's trying so hard to get back into heaven is now Claire's assistant I love these turn of events let me tell you at the end of the first book I was just like yes this is brilliant <laughs> I love that Ramil kind of turned his back and said no this isn't this isn't right you know we, we can't be punishing them for just doing their jobs and it's not like Claire and them were doing something bad. They were just trying to get this Bible and lock it up. So, a lot has changed, you know, with these characters and their dynamics. And it's a nice change. You really do get to see how these characters have evolved from the first novel. They are completely different. Their cores are kind of the same, so you are still able to relate to them. But they're so completely different. They're more evolved. You get to see how they've changed given the events of the first novel. And it's really incredible to see how they've changed. I love how the dynamics have shifted. I love how there is even more LGBTQ um, representation with Hero and Ramil. I think it's great how the story evolves as well. I mean, like I said, the first novel, they go to Valhalla. In this novel, they're going to Elysian, to the Elysian fields of Greek, to the unsaid wing of the library, which is being taken care of by Echo. Anyone familiar with Greek mythology knows who Echo is, and I think it's so great. We got to see Norse mythology in the first novel, and now we are seeing Greek mythology in this novel, and I think it's so amazing because I love Greek mythology. I love Greek mythology. I love how Echo was brought to life in this story. I love how Hackwith really decided to delve into her curse as a nymph. And I really do think it is incredible. You also have the, the muses. Yes, Brevity is a muse, and we get to learn a little bit more about her backstory in this novel as well. We get to understand, yes, she didn't want to give up her inspiration but there was more to it than that more than just her stealing it and I think it's it's nice to see because it really does bring up a lot of complex emotions for brevity especially when the muses come back and how property I by the way I hate property um, <laughs> if you read the novel you'll understand why she has such an animosity towards humans 
towards Claire, and it's very unwarranted. Claire was not always the best person. I Let's admit that. She was not always the best. She had tunnel vision a lot of the time, but she did grow, and I don't think she... I think it's I don't think she warranted that time that kind of antagonism whereas you know but it really just (laughs) sorry it does highlight the differences between a human and a muse the muses see creativity they inspire and humans are conduits but they don't really see the inspiration the way the muses do so I really do think you finally get to see this distinction between Claire and Brevity as colleagues, as well as friends, as well as librarians. They are definitely going to run things very differently. And we are seeing how and why that's going to come into place and why it's going to create a little tension between them as well. I do like that tension. Uh, Given the situation in this novel, it is really good tension between the characters. It doesn't make them unlikable, but sometimes you just kind of want to smack both of them and be like, just talk to each other, damn it. But I like that. I like that it inspires emotion in me. You know, I'm, I like how invested I am in the characters to be, that I want to just shake them and be like, come on, just talk to her. I think that's really good on the author's part because that shows that Hackworth was able to create really strong characters that resonate with the reader. And it definitely resonated with me, and I loved them so much. <laughs> oh, Lily. Sorry, my cat, Lily. Her name is Lily Evans Potter Wants My Lunch, and I'm not giving it to her. But anyway, like I was saying, um,. I think Archive of the Forgotten, it builds on so much and it expands the scope of the novel. We're going to the unsaid wing. We're going to the dust wing. I mean, how many more wings to this li- are there to this library? I'm intrigued. I want to know. I want to see what else there is for this library. And given the events of this novel, oh my god. I'm really hoping there's going to be another one, a follow-up, because you can't just leave me like that. It's kind of just like, oh boy. I mean, it's it would be a good ending, but I feel like the author has created a lot of doors. She, Hackworth opened many, many doors. And I think feel like there's so much exploration to these doors. And I think it's great, and I love this idea that books have souls you know books have when we write we put a little bit of ourselves into our stories and i like that hathwick explores that so when we're doing that as writers as creators we're putting a little bit of our soul into the works i think it's such a wonderful thing for hathwick to explore how books have souls and why they should be treated well oh that just connected to me very strongly as a reader and as a writer and people tell me you need to give books away and I'm like no 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 I need more bookshelves I'm not giving my books away I'm very picky with any books I donate to the library uh it has to be a book that I really didn't connect to and could live without
But in any case, I I think that's why I love this novel so much because she really does Hackworth really does go in depth into reading and writing and what books mean and how powerful they are. So, you know, I loved it. Archive of the Forgotten, I loved it. I thought it was an excellent novel. I thought it was so well written. I thought it was just amazing. <laughs> um, so on that note, um, I'm going to go ahead and give Archive of the Forgotten four and a half out of five stars. I really do recommend the series, Hell's Library by A.J. Hackwith. I definitely recommend it. I'm probably going to end up buying these books. I received both books. Um, well, no, I checked the first book out of the library because money is really tight. The second book, Archive of the Forgotten, I did receive from the publisher uh, an advanced reader's copy. And I'm so thankful for that because, man, I love it. I love it. I just... I'm, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm grinning right now because of how much I, I thought this book was amazing. So I definitely recommend Hell's Library. Please, please, please check out this series. It's definitely one worth reading, especially if you are interested in reading, if you are interested in writing, if you're interested in just books themselves. Please check out Hell's Library. Excellent series. Um, so on that note, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Please don't forget to support me by sharing this podcast with all your friends. And happy reading, everyone. <laughs>